Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time! The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Speaking of the gloves coming off, what is Brad Marchand thinking? What is that punk thinking? What Come a on joke. Now. What a joke. What's up with that? Saying that he owns Pat Maroon. The Blues aren't even involved. Well, they are kind of in this conversation, and I'm still upset. It's, <laughs> this is about the lightning and the Bruins. <laughs> Who cares, right? Eastern Conference. Uh, but, hey, Come on, man. Um, I heard you talking about that earlier uh, this yeah. morning on Total Information A. And that's Brian Kelly. I'm Tom Ackerman. And hockey is this afternoon, 1 o'clock face-off at Enterprise Center for the Blues and the Stars. Lots of college basketball yesterday, and we'll get into it in just a moment. It's an NFL Sunday, although we had an NFL Saturday as well. We have all kinds of talk today. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, is on the show. Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, is on the show. Lauren Lovett with her NFL picks. We're actually tied after 17 weeks of picking against each other. So we'll see how it goes today. Travis Ford is on the show today at 1030. He had to be. Waking up with the biggest smile on his face. What a game last night at Chaffetz Arena. BK, my gosh, it was awesome. I was in attendance. Uh, I know that we had it on 97.1 FM. I know that my man Dan McLaughlin called it on TV with Scott Highmark. And I know a lot of people were watching it. It felt like an NCAA tournament game. You know, a couple of teams going Mm -hmm. head-to-head with... I think a lot on the line for both. You know, yeah. Iona really wanted that non-conference win to boost their at-large resume if they need it, and SLU definitely needs it, and yeah. they got it. You had two teams that have good records, and Iona, what, 11-2 and two coming in. Good team. Of course, you know they're going to be well-coached with Patino, and you got the, the, uh, the coach and his former point guard uh, up against each other, and for it to end like it did was, was absolutely amazing. And one of the things that strikes you is, you know, a couple of years ago, the Billikens could not make a free throw to save their lives. And last night they missed one. Oh, I think 16 out of 17. One. Was no, that right? No, 25 of 26. 25 of 26. Yeah, they missed and, one. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And that's yeah. how you win those games, kids. They tell you that all the time. Make your free throws. That's how you win close games. There you go. Perfect as, example. As I got in the car with my daughter, Erica, and we were heading home, I heard Rammer say that in his 40 years of Calling basketball, it's the best free throw performance he's ever seen. I would think it's one of the best in SLU history. Yep, 96% from the line as they hit 25 of 26 free throws. That was one difference in the game. The other, 
21 offensive rebounds for SLU. That is a monster number, especially against a team as physical as Iona is. And they are big and strong. They're like, I mean, not as talented as Patino's national championship teams, but designed the same way. Big and strong, love to get up on the boards. And as soon as you rebound the ball, they're all on you. Yeah. Oh, actually, as soon as you, as they score the ball, they're all on you. Right. And the full court pressure and all those things you have to get through. Yuri Collins did a terrific job last night getting through all of that. It's not easy at all. Uh, he had eight rebounds of his own. He always seems to get close to a double-double, and the Billikens won the game 68-67. I'm going to talk to Travis Ford about this at 10-30, but he was not happy at all when this game got to 25-15. He called a timeout. He was yelling at his team. They went up by 11. The Gales did. They went up by 11 again, 30-19. A slew battled back, made it a game at halftime. Second half, 11 ties, seven lead changes. They go back and forth. Iona's up by Four, then slews up by four, then Iona ties the game. Iona is up by one. They miss two free throws. It opens the door for the Billikens. They're down by one. The call right here from Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. Give yourself a chance for a rebound with six or seven. Across the timeline, double screen. Yuri held up, finds Jimerson. He wants to drive to the hole off the window. Oh. No, follow Fats, yes! Billikens lead, nine seconds left. Bills up by one with nine seconds left. Seven, six, five across the timeline. Joyner wants to drive to the hole layup. He missed it, tip, no good, ball game. Billikens win, Billikens win, Billikens win. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. The Billikens win, 68-67. Holy cow, what a ball game. Oh, man. What one of, a one game of the best indeed. calls ever. What a great call. I love the Earl Austin giggle in the background, uh-huh. too. Well, he calls it, too. He says, you know, all you got to do is get a chance to get the rebound. And that's exactly what happened. And yeah, and then Earl is just giddy with the way it ended. And, you know, Rammer with his excitement is like, yeah, that, that's a perfect of those two. It was great. Those are two guys that know hoops right there. Mm-hmm. And it was a great, great win for SLU, 68-67 over Iona. I was sitting behind the Iona bench. So, of course, I'm rooting for SLU, but you're kind of invested in what Iona is doing because you can hear them talking during the timeout. You can hear Patino. He is so intense. The mm-hmm. attention to detail every second of the game he is into and looking at a, a card where he has plays and he's banging on the scorer's table and he's you know angry at his players, then happy with his players and encouraging them. And one of the leaders of that team is Elijah Joyner. And you can tell they have a great relationship and it was Joyner who missed the layup. Mm. And after the game, Joyner was beside himself. I mean, he was covering his eyes, crying, crying. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, hard to watch. As happy as I would for, was for SLU, you know, you, you feel for a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll root for Iona from, from here on out. Actually, for SLU's benefit, too. The, be- the more yeah. Iona wins, the better it is for SLU. And I hope these two teams play each other for a long time. I, you know, Patino made that point after the game. Maybe they can put a little home-and-home home series together and, and have a Catholic institution like Iona and a Jesuit institution like SLU go head-to-head. I think it's great. And, And of course, we know the storyline between Patino and Ford. Yeah, especially as long as Patino and Ford are where they are. That makes for a great rivalry, a budding rivalry between the two. And, yeah, I mean, they're they're similar kind of schools, and it'd be a lot of fun to see him play every year. Yeah, I've I've been in the house for Patino's coach teams. I've seen him coach a lot, but I think that's the first time that I was that close and I could actually hear Mm -hmm. what he was saying, and it is impressive. It's fun. There is no doubt. So that was a lot of fun. Meanwhile, Mizzou beats Alabama. 
92-86, they just come out and smack the 15th-ranked team in the country. By the way, Iona beat Alabama earlier right. this year. That's mm-hmm. how good Iona is. But Missouri beats Alabama, and they get 30 out of Kobe Brown and 13 rebounds. But they are tough. The Missouri team is tough. Give them credit. I know it's been a rough year for Conzo Martin, but that's a really nice win in the SEC to kind of get them going. They're going to have their hands full on Wednesday against Arkansas. But a really nice win for Mizzou. Mike Kelly will join us at ten thirty at uh, eleven thirty to talk about that. Travis Ford is coming up here at ten thirty. Uh, what do you think about the Blues and what they've been doing? I mean, they're ten zero and one at home. We know uh, they've had some bumps in the road on the road, like the loss to Pittsburgh. But then they come back and hammer the Capitals, mm-hmm. and they're at full strength. And then they lose Tarasenko and others. On the COVID list, they have to rearrange the Russian line, and they come out and just smack the Capitals. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do today against Dallas. It seems like, you know, you, you lose Tarasenko, who's been as good as anybody on that team this year. You lose him to COVID for a game like the other night against Washington. Don't miss a beat. Just keep going. And, and I thought the goalie scored that Tarasenko was a part of the other night was was terrific. It was a long – it was a Pittsburgh game. It was a long shift he was on. He was on the ice for over a minute – so when he's coming to center, you're expecting him to dump it. Instead, he takes it one-on-one and sets up a goal. Beautiful play. But he's out of the game against Washington. And look at what they do. They just they just keep going. And it's it's amazing the depth that this organization has. I'm sorry, organization has. Yeah. And how even when you lose players to COVID injuries, they just keep going. No, I agree with you. And I'll be curious to see what Doug Armstrong does at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I think this is a team that can win the cup. Yeah. I mean, and it, if you add another, I think another defenseman, uh, hopefully physical. And I think you're, mm-hmm. you're, you are right there. You're there now. And if you add somebody who can add a little muscle to the back line, I think you're in really good shape. I have to give up something. You, know, you right. might have to give up. I mean, would you be willing to part with who's the best prospect they've got going? Perunovic. That depends what you get back. I really like Perunovic. I, I think too. he's going to be really good, but he's small. And so, you know, if you replace him with size, it would depend what you get back for him. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see. I mean, but this is a, a talented team for sure. Mm-hmm. Depth-wise, uh, it's impressive. And we'll see what the Blues do today. I hope uh, a lot of people pack in there. They have been. 18,000-plus for that Capitals game. Uh, I'm really happy for the Blues and everybody in that organization. Uh, <laughs> and wish the best for Chris Kerber. Is he back on the call today? I'm not I sure. I do not know. I don't, I don't know, but I know he's been uh, on the COVID list. And uh, Tim Woodburn uh, did a nice job uh, in that Caps game. So we have a lot to get to here on Sports on a Sunday morning. We'll actually hear more from the Blues coming up after the break. Craig Berube and his thoughts after the skate yesterday going into today's game against the Stars. Travis Ford at 10.30. At 10.45, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, on their win over the Broncos yesterday on KMOX. At 11.15, Lauren Lovett goes through NFL picks with me. 11.30, Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, will be with us to talk about that great win. We'll also preview the SEC Championship tomorrow, also known as the National Championship. Alabama and Georgia, a rematch of the SEC title game. And at 11.45, the new coach of St. Louis City SC, Bradley Carnell, his visit with me and with Lutz Fannensteel, the sporting director. Boy, the future is bright for St. Louis sports. There's no doubt. 10 to 12, sports on a Sunday morning. The tradition, back after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer 
Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Broadcasting from the Stiefel Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman here, sports on a Sunday morning. Before we get to Craig Berube, the Blues coach, I see that Stu Durando of the Post-Dispatch reports that SLU picked up a quad two win over Iona but did not move in the net rankings. They remain at 67. Iona, however, dropped seven spots to number 54. They came in at number 47 in the net rankings. So it's still a big win for SLU, and it actually will help them the more that Iona wins because they're going to win a lot. I would imagine. I think that they're going to win a lot. So Iona, their third loss of the season, they've only lost two going into that, and that was Kansas and Belmont, two really good teams. So congratulations to SLU on the victory. Belmont, by the way, is moving into the Missouri Valley Conference next year. You know who else is? Made it official yesterday. The Valley announced that Murray State is joining the league. The Racers, another good basketball program. So good pickups there. By the Valley, after losing Loyola, uh, they pick up a big one in Belmont, Nashville, and a big one in Murray State, located in the great state of Kentucky. Travis Ford, speaking of the great state of Kentucky, on the way at 1030. Right now, let's get back into a little bit of hockey talk with Chief. This is Craig Berube speaking after practice yesterday. Why have the Blues been so good this year? And they have. Overall, they've been a solid team. Part of the reason is... The emergence of Tory Krug, we knew this was going to happen, I think, that in year two that he would adjust, get himself comfortable. Remember, he had to join a new team during a pandemic and the adjustment to a new system and all of those things like Justin Falk did. Uh, Falk was better his second time around. Now I think Krug certainly is proving that he is. Yeah, I thought he last year um... – the last quarter of the season, I thought that, um, you know, obviously the power play took off and um, his game took off uh, from an offensive standpoint, and it's carried over to this year, to be honest with you. Did a part of you with, you know, Petro leaving a couple of years ago and then and no Don, did a part of you entering the season wondering if you'd, you'd get enough offense out of the, out of the D Corps? I think Krug and Falk have, um, you know, throughout their career produced offensively from the back end. We know Colton has too. Um, I don't think I was really too worried about it, to be honest with you. I just, you know, I knew that the, those guys, you know, they produced in the past, so there's no reason they, would, they wouldn't keep producing. So I, I wasn't overly worried about it. And, and how about Krug's defense? What, what have you seen from him defensively? Well, I think he it took, you know, it was a new system, I think, um, coming from Boston all those years, the way they play, it's a little bit different. And I think uh, it took a little time, but I think um, he's gotten it. It's like, you know, with Boston, their D, their D you know, are in quadrants in the ice. And I think that we adjusted a bit too this year, which I think has helped them. Um, and helped everybody. Craig Berube, the Blues coach, visiting with the media after practice yesterday. This Blues team taking on Dallas this afternoon. But, uh, you know, for me, he's, um, 
you know, he's competing hard in a D zone, and that's the thing. Like, you know, using his stick, he's, his stick's been really good, and um, you know, getting into people around the net and things like that. And so, breaking the puck out—that's a big part of it too. You know, that you know, coming out of out of the D zone coverage, breaking the pucks out and under pressure and things like that. So, um, you know, I think overall with a new you know a new team and system and everything, it takes a little bit of time. Craig, uh, you didn't get get a goal on the power play last night, and some may look at it and say, well, you take Tarasenko and Perunovic off those units, uh, you may take a dip, but you still feel like, you know, you have capable replacements there and guys that can step in and get the job done too? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, them, <clears throat> those guys that, you know, are in there now, they've been on the power play this year and it's produced. So, um, you know, we've lost different guys off power play all year. And you know we've we've kept producing. We had two real good opportunities to score on that second power play. Um, <clears throat> I think it was the second one. Cairo and Buchnevich, um, You know those are normally goals. And um, you know so you're looking for chances for. And we had some real good chances that, um, but it didn't go in. But you know, we're getting it. Long as you keep getting the chances, eventually they're going to go in. Looked like today, just practicing power play, guys were really were they kind of focusing on just making those quick, quick reads, <clears throat> quick plays, and just whipping the puck around uh, for for real tight scoring chances there. Yeah, well, you got to move the puck quick on a power play. You know the way kills. You know, people kill now. It's so quick. There's pressure everywhere. So, quick puck movement's important. I thought our guys zipped it around real good today. Both units are moving it. They're moving themselves. They weren't standing still, and that's going to be the key. Uh, tomorrow, Dallas, they do a good job with their penalty kill. They've always have. So, we're going to have to move it quick and, and get a lot of action to the net. Yeah, it's a good Dallas team. I mean, they beat Pittsburgh yesterday afternoon, three to two, a team that came in. So it's a back-to-back game uh, for Dallas. They played yesterday, beat the Penguins, a team that the Blues were unable to beat, and they snapped the Penguins' winning streak at ten games. So you got to be careful here. Sixth-place team in the Central Division, but they've won four in a row. They're getting hot, and they'll take on the Blues today at one o'clock at Enterprise Center. We'll take a break and come back to Travis Ford. He'll join us live after yesterday's ball game at Chaffetz Arena. What a game it was against Rick Pitino, his former coach. I'm Tom Ackerman on the home of the Billikens, KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Our visit with Billikens coach Travis Ford is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Here's the call. You want to go, give yourself a chance for a rebound with six or seven. Across the timeline, double screen. Yuri held up, finds Jimerson. He wants to drive to the hole off the window. Oh. No. Follow Fats. Yes! Billikens lead. Nine seconds left. Bills up by one with nine seconds left. Seven, six, five across the timeline. Joyner wants to drive to the hole layup. He missed it. Tip. No good. Ball game. Billikens win. Billikens win. Billikens win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! 
The Millikens win 68-67. Holy cow. What a ball game. What a ball game indeed for Coach Travis Ford. He's got to be having a great morning. How are you, Coach? Good, good, Tom. Thanks for having me. Uh, good to have you. What do you think when you hear that call? Well, it was uh, it was an exciting game, exciting finish, that's for sure. Uh, glad we uh, came out with more points at the end, so that uh, is always a positive. But uh, just, you know, it's on one of the most – one of the most physical games we've been a part of, and I can't tell you how long. It was just a hard-fought game from beginning to end, and it, I thought it was fitting to end like that. It just was such excitement. I thought it was uh, it was fitting, um, but it was it was a good win for our team against uh, an Iona team that is, I think, one of the better teams we've played. A team that will be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but they're a very, very high-level team. They really are, and I had a great opportunity to be in the house and to sit right behind their bench and to see your former coach, Rick Pitino, the Hall of Famer at work, was a real treat. I mean, and and I, I've seen his games before in person, but to be that close and to hear him talking to his players and to see how he manages a game is really something. And you told your players, didn't you? You, you told them they were what they were going to face because you've seen it as a player yourself and uh, they adjusted. No doubt. I, I tried to warn our players <laughs> the, of the physicality that was coming and how hard they were going to play. I, um, you know, this game was put together in like 24 hours almost. And, I even told him, I said, it ceases to make that. It didn't surprise me. It ceases to me what a great game plan they had, how he prepares for games and things they were doing against Yuri and Gibson Jimerson in less than 24 hours were, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it didn't shock me. But it's hard to prepare your team, especially in 24 hours, for the physicality of a team like Iona. They're going to press you for 40 minutes, all out press. The pressure never wanes. It never stops. And I'm just really proud of our team. First five to ten minutes of the game, we were on our heels. We were almost shell-shocked a little bit. And once we adjusted to the pressure, I thought our guys did a great job. And we started giving it back a little bit with our defense, uh, which was, I thought was important. Yeah, you called a timeout when they went up 10, 25-15. You were not happy. Um, with uh, something in particular, and I would imagine it was just that, uh, the fact that the, the the team wasn't able to handle that kind of energy and pressure, but they did, and uh, they, they started to turn things around, didn't they? And they and it was 11 a couple of times. Yeah, we, you know, we just couldn't get into any offensive flow whatsoever. Uh, none. We were panicking. You know, the thing most people do, and it's what pressure defense tries to get you to do, they speed up. It makes you speed yourself up, make uh, rush decisions. How do you handle pressure? I kept telling our guys, you don't handle pressure by trying to outrun it. You slow down. You have a change of pace. You outthink it. We were just trying to make erratic plays. And then defensively, and that's when I called the first time out and was so upset, we were just not in our defensive rotations. We were not guarding defensive ball screens the way we had worked on it. Um, and I think we kind of got messed up a little bit defensively because we were such a mess offensively. Um, but I just, I don't think we played against a team this year that just in the first five to seven minutes just came out and literally physically took us out of the game. 
Yeah, they bring their bigs up high and they set screens and they they throw themselves around, no doubt about it. But you came and climbed back and you actually ended up out-rebounding them by 15. I mean, the box score that I see here, 43-28, even though I saw the game for myself, surprised me. I mean, that is really something. How has that been taught? Because you have been a good rebounding team. I mean, how are you teaching that? How are you getting this team to be so active on the boards? Well, it's interesting. You know, I have not really been happy with our rebounding. Now, we have a very, very high standard of what we want to achieve rebounding. Uh, In our last game out, we got out-rebounded by um, a Richmond team that's an average at best rebounding team, a great team in general, but rebounding is not their strength. They out-rebounded us pretty good. Uh, We out-rebound Auburn the game before that by, like, 18 so I was looking for I'm looking for consistency in our rebounding. The big stat was the 21 offensive rebounds. Mm. You know the 21 offensive rebounds that we had last night and the free throw shooting, which was almost record setting free throw shooting. I think was two big differences in the game. Yeah, and that in the last offensive rebound by Fred Thatch. Uh, and, you know, his teammates do look for him to make plays, don't they? I mean, an experienced guy, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and he was right there. That is a pretty uh, emphatic way to end it, but also a great example of what you were doing out there, uh, being active on the glass and finding a way to win the ball game. Yeah, Fred Thatch makes big plays. He's, you know, physically active. He's athletic. He's not afraid to get in the mix of things. Um, and you know, the smartest thing is, you know, we're down one, you know, could have called timeout, but I thought we had the defense where we wanted it. Uh, and he was smart enough when you're down one in the end of the game, under 20 seconds and you're losing, everybody should go to the offensive glass. Every, you've got to go, you got nothing to lose almost. And, um, uh, and we talk about these things and for him to have the recognition to, time his jump to go in there when Gibson shot it to put himself in position uh, doesn't surprise me but a huge huge play to say say the least definitely and now you root for Iona now you root for him hard because the more that they win the better it is for SLU that's a really good win for SLU but you're rooting for him anyway coach because it's Rick Patino. it's one of your best friends in the world uh, a man who guided you in your college career and it was special to see the two of you go head-to-head. I know you've done it before, but what is that like? I know we're talking heat of the moment and you're looking at your own team, but you have a glance every once in a while over at uh, the Hall of Famer. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I even told my staff yesterday, way before the game, early in the afternoon, that, yeah, these games, the emotions are different. Uh, there's no question. Uh, because of what he has meant to me, because of our relationship, um, you know, it's 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 really deep, uh, and you know, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for what he's taught me um, and different things, and how he has treated me, and uh, especially when you after you become a player for him, uh, really special. But uh, but yeah, there's no question. But once the game starts, you know, you're so into the game, into the game plan, and trying to figure out what is next. You don't really ever pay attention to crowd or you know the other end, but uh, have an incredible amount of respect for Coach Patino and yeah, the Iona they're gonna they're gonna go win their league. They're gonna win twenty five games, probably twenty six games on the year. 
uh, make an NCAA tournament. So this this is going to be a good win for us. Yeah, it felt like an NCAA tournament game. It really did. And the emotion afterward, you know, they're pulling their jersey over their face and, and not happy with how it ended. You could see the emotion on their side and the elation on your side. I'd love to see. I know it got whipped together pretty quickly, but maybe it's something that can continue. Who knows? But um, it, it has been <laughs> it's just another crazy season where every day, every hour, it seems like you're just kind of hanging on to see what's next. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's literally day by day, hour by hour, because, oh, I guess twice already this year, we're in the middle of practice preparing for a game and we get told the game is off. And then you're just kind of in scramble mode on who is next, what is next. Uh, but you just got to roll with it. You got to roll with the punches, be flexible and, uh, and understand this is just the way it's probably going to be. So uh, it was it was good to be able to put in such a high-quality game together so fast. I mean, it, it came together really, really quick. Yeah, and hats off to the university and also to the fans. You know, they put uh, between four and 5,000 in there, I do believe. It was, uh, it, and they were lively. They were into it. And for them to just learn of the game and then to scramble and, and change plans to get in there, in a day that they were expecting to see you play on the road against St. Bonaventure, they're back home, and they saw you take on Iona. And I thought that was that was a terrific atmosphere. So uh, health-wise, everything, I mean, I know that we're day-by-day day when it comes to COVID, but uh, how did everybody come out of that aside from uh, some ice packs? Yeah, I, I think everybody's okay. Obviously, we were out without our starting center last night, Martin Lenson, who's been out for a couple of games now. and you know, he's still day-to-day. We're not sure when he'll be back, hopefully sooner than later. So it would be nice to, when he gets back because Martin's having a really good season. Um, but, yeah, and back to what you mentioned, Chris May and his staff putting his game together. That's not easy. That's probably harder for them than it is for us, having to do all the logistics that go into putting on a basketball game that was not planned uh, is never easy. Matt Cady, uh, who uh, is in charge of the tickets, does an amazing job of – uh, getting the word out, and, you know, uh, orchestrating the ticket sales, things like that. But Chris May and his staff, uh, and they've done it on multiple occasions over the last couple of years because of all this COVID stuff. Uh, it's just amazing how quickly they do it and how well they do it. You're right. Katie's really good. He used to work for the Rams back in the day and Chris yeah. May and that athletic program. It feels big time, you know, when you're in that building and uh, when you're around them. But seeing how they put that together, that is Big-time Division One athletic effort there, no doubt about it. St. Louis University beats Iona 68-67 in a thriller of a game. Congratulations on the win, Coach, and looking forward to catching up with you again. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much. Travis Ford, the head coach of the St. Louis Billikens. What a game. So much fun. We'll take a break. We'll come back and hear from the voice of the Chiefs. He's going to join us live. Mitch Holtis is next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, broadcasting from the Stiefel Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman with you, sports on a Sunday morning. Great to be here at 1046 and great after talking to Travis Ford. I reached the trifecta, James. I got all three of my college basketball teams a win. Well, I didn't go to the Mizzou game, but I did see Indiana beat Ohio State 
in Bloomington. Then the Tigers, my first love, they beat Alabama 92-86 and our great par- partners at SLU with the win that I got to see last night in the house over Iona 68-67. It was excellent. The Cardinals are also our broadcast partner, and we have a third one, and they are the Kansas City Chiefs. Third down goal to go at the four for the Chiefs. Kelsey, an inline tight end, three-point stance at the right side. They motion Tyreek Hill that same way. Play action fake, Mahomes looks right, turns left, wide open, Kelsey. Kelsey's got a touchdown. Kansas City, a crossing pattern against the goal line Bronco defense. And for Kelsey, 57 career touchdown receptions. That is second, tied for second now in Kansas City Chiefs history with Otis Taylor. What a call, what a play, what a start for the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey with the four-yard touchdown catch right there. You heard the stat from Mitch, and we hear from him now, the voice of the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis is with us. Just played your highlight of the opening touchdown. Mahomes to Kelsey. We've heard it so many times. Chiefs were up 7 nothing, but little did we know they were in for a fight, weren't they, Mitch? How are you? Well, and then uh, had to rely on an 86. Hey, doing well, Tom. Great to hear talk to you. Uh, needed an 86-yard scoop and score. And I wish I had that call over because I would have said it was the Mizzou spring game because Drew Locke was chasing Nick Bolton, and it was Mizzou chasing Mizzou. Uh, yeah. But uh, just anticipated a fight from the Broncos. I mean, they were they're sick of losing to the Chiefs. That's 13 straight times. Tom, that's six and a half years of straight losing by the Broncos to the Chiefs. And I know they just hired, uh, fired Vic Fangio, but I thought they would come in fight with a fight, and they did. And Drew Locke played great. Maybe it's one of his better games as a Bronco, and the Chiefs needed all they could muster to win that game. And they did get that 86-yard scoop and score from Bolton to win the game, and they still have a shot at the number one seed, Mitch. I mean, we'll keep an eye on see what the Titans do today, but... What a year it's been for this Kansas City team. They win it 28-24. You mentioned the streak against the Broncos, but really just overall a strong effort for them because it didn't start out very good, did it? No, but this has been a resilient team under Andy Reid now for nine seasons. If you look at it from a Google Earth uh, aspect and what they've done historically, uh, it's been understated throughout the NFL world. This is a team now that has won 12 games uh, for four consecutive seasons. That's third best in NFL history to be that consistent, consistent winning. And the reason they've done it is they've been able to handle flashpoints or to be resilient. And it's really the leadership of Andy Reid. 2014, 2015, 2017, 2019. Uh, People forget in 2019 they were in the same situation they were this year with a tough October and uh, at the at Halloween this year, there was a 6% chance to win the division. And they win it for a sixth consecutive year. That's never happened in the history of the AFC West, which really dates back to the AFL West in 1960. So when you look at it from a global view, uh, the Chiefs right have been uh, the most consistent winning team in the National Football League over that span, and they've done it by being primarily resilient. Yeah, they really have. A terrific effort by the Chiefs this year, and they wait to see who their opponent will be. They're 12-5 and to finish the regular season. Now we see. I mean, you got the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Bills, and the Patriots are all in. We're waiting to see what Indianapolis does against Jacksonville. We think we know, but you just never know in this league, and you never know what's going to happen from week to week. It's, It's remarkable. You've been in the league for a long time, but... 
Uh, this has been a, an interesting season just overall in the NFL. No real dominant team, especially in the AFC, Mitch. And, and a bunch of good teams. There's there's not a whole lot of lousy teams at the bottom, like a Jacksonville or a Houston, uh, that need to pull off the big upsets today. Honestly, if people are driving around town and they want to hear a podcast that gets into this uh, because you struck a nerve with your question, uh, I just did a podcast. It's called Defending the Kingdom. I do it every week. You just go to YouTube and do Defending the Kingdom Chiefs search. You'll find it because this latest one is Mad Scramble. And your question uh, led me to that response because it has been nothing but a mad scramble all year. An NFL record for most games decided in the last possession or in overtime. Okay, that's one. Two, it has been wild swings back and forth of who's leading, who's not, who gives up. The Chiefs have not had the ghastly loss that some of the AFC leaders have had. I mean, how does Buffalo lose 9-6 to six to Jacksonville? The second part of the mad scramble has been the COVID issue. Thinking, oh gosh, it might be behind us. 2020 was wicked, but here's 2021, and it's even worse in 2021. I mean, the Broncos, we just played them last night, and they've had 57 transactions in five days. It's in the Chiefs had 42 transactions, meaning COVID, COVID replacement, practice squad up, down back to practice squad, reinstated from COVID list. It, it has just been a mad scramble since the beginning of the season. So your question is an awesome one. No, I've not seen a year like this in my 28 years in the National Football League. Well, we love following everything Chiefs, and it's a lot of fun to hear your games on KMOX. And we had the one yesterday on the air, and then we look forward to the playoffs. It's uh, I, I know for you, being in that booth, um, of all the things that you've done in your career, um, how much you appreciate the craft of broadcasting a game. And the, the, you have a great crew, don't you, Mitch? I mean, you, you have uh, Dane and Hughes yeah. by your side as your analyst, but you have so many people behind the scenes that make it such a fun listen. There's something a little different about a Chiefs broadcast. I can't quite put my finger on it. Can you? <laughs> well, I don't know. We try to make it so you're sitting right there with us or you're in the stands or, you know, you're, you're driving across the, the bridge and you, you want to drive off because you're so excited or not or stay on. Uh, our sound, though, is a lot of it is Dan Israel, our executive producer, who really is a pioneer in sound uh, in our nation. Uh, he's worked with the Olympic Games. He's worked with all of the major television networks. He's worked for the league. The league calls him when they have problems. He's really a brilliant dude. And uh, we were the first to have surround sound. I think a lot of it is our uh, just the precise sound if that makes us, if that makes any sense, it's just so good. And then there's just we try to bring energy, but not false energy. We try to bring information, but don't overload the information. It's so many people say we're we're there, we're right there with you. And uh, and there's so many moments with this team. I mean, we sitting there with a Pro Football Hall of Fame head coach, a Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, a Pro Football Hall of Fame tight end, and a bunch of other guys who could be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, I know the Rams had that the 99 season where it was the greatest show on turf, and that carried over into 00 and 01 with Kurt. But this Chiefs team consistently now, you're looking at four years of just letting off fireworks every week. And there is another a podcast, I think it's the one before Mad Scramble, that we entitled The Greatest Reality Show. And when you follow the Chiefs, it is honestly like having Ted Lasso, Yellowstone, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Mad 
Birdman and Tiger King all in like one episode. You just don't know what's going to happen. But it has been reality show drama every week. And hopefully we capture that all week long with our programming. And we love being on KMOX, man. When I think I'm on the big KMOX stick, I get fired up. I love it. Defending the Kingdom on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and put in Defending the Kingdom and you'll find the podcast. Just a couple minutes left and you just said it. You know, you just never know what you're going to see with this team. They are a traveling show and there are very few players, I think, uh, that you stop what you're doing and watch when they have the ball in their hands. And one of them is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he led your team in rushing yesterday with 54 yards. We all know what he can do scrambling and doing things I think when the game breaks down, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know who I compare him to really. One of the best quarterbacks I ever saw when the game broke down was Brett Favre, but he's not really like a Favre, but, but I like the way that he changes the game when things get chaotic, Mitch. Tom, and he wins. It's not just, oh, it's a laser light show and he's putting up stats and he wins your fantasy league. He wins reality football. Last night was his 50th win. Patrick Mahomes is 50-13 and 13 as a starting quarterback. That's the fastest to 50th game, actually starting, uh, tied, sorry, tied with Daryl LaMonica and Kenny the Snake Stabler for the fastest uh, path to 50 wins in an NFL career. I think that dates back to some AFL games, so pro football career. His win last night was his ninth consecutive road victory in the division without a loss. Only Joe Montana has eclipsed that. So the stats, we can look at touchdowns, uh, interceptions, and after, so where he's at, 63 games. After 63 regular season games, he is the best in the National Football League in most of the key stats in his first four years. And I'm talking touchdowns, touchdown INT ratio, completion percentage, yards per pass. He has all those. And something he had a subpar this year in the regular season, and like he's top three or four in most of those categories. But the biggest stat is he wins. This is a Steph Curry that will light up the stat sheet but win a title. And that's Mahomes because he's not just there to pad stats. He's there to win games, and he's just incredibly competitive. He will do what, it can, what he can to uh, just crawl across the goal line to get a win. Awesome stuff. Can't wait to see what's next for you, Mitch. Have a great uh, playoff, and we'll keep in touch with you. You're the best. Well, I would, if I had a Davis Mills Houston Texans jersey, I would just loan it for a day and wear it. But uh, we'll let that one go. We're relying on the Texans. We could still get the one seat, which would be nice. But if not, bring on all comers. That's the way Andy Reid is. As I said, I said, who do you want to play? I said, I'm just Batman. Bring them all in. Riddler, uh, Joker, Mr. Freeze, all of them. We'll take them all on at once. Let's go. Love it. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Have a great one. See you, Tom. Uh, from the Stiefel Sports Studio, I'm Tom Ackerman. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, back after the news. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.